how's our mic test? How's our stuff? It looks like if I get really close to the mic. Right. Like really close. Glenn close. Do you need it higher? No. It's fine the way it is. I mean, Do you have your I mean, fancy you're chair? Like, you're like, yeah, you're like cranked up. So I, I know. Do you have your fancy chair? Cool. Lord Jesus, thank you. Thank you for this time. Thank you for the worship earlier. Hallelujah. That you reign, that you are above all things, that you're in charge, that everything is in your control, that you are the one who holds us in his hands. No matter what we go through, no matter what we experience, we have hope. And Lord, right now, hope is a very golden word. Faith is a necessity. Yeah, people will compare things, Lord, to this and be like, ah, it's nothing. But you know what? A lot of people haven't been through this, Lord. And Lord, we lift those people to you right now. Lord, let our voices be, be words that come from you. Just use us. Use this podcast. Use, use us. Yeah, we're not perfect in it, but we do love you. And we do want people to hear your message and we want people to grow. We want to grow. And this grows us, Lord, in your name. Amen. Amen. We've, we've really been thinking a lot about this next topic. Um, when we think of the pantry, we think of our heart, like we talked about and what changes or, you know, what changes our heart? What do we need to take out of our pantry that would usher in new and better things? Make space for healthier options. Oh yeah. I like that. And what stuff's just kind of rotting in the back. Right. I think I threw some of that out today. Yeah. Some stuff that was just rotting. Actually, it was healthy, though. It's horrible. It's kale. Anyways, back to topic. <laughs> we just didn't get around to making it, man. Uh, it happens sometimes. Yeah. Anyways, on topic. That's a, that's a sermon in itself right there. I know, right? Oh, it was fresh. It was fresh. But we fresh, didn't use it. We didn't use it. And it went old. And it rotted. <laughs> and that's kind of like, I mean, if you think about this today, right? When we put things that don't line up to the way God intended things to be, we rot. You can actually, I, I'll come straight out and say that we rot. It just sits in there, it festers or it grows or Satan uses it against us. It's amazing how when we put things into our ourselves, you know, our minds, our thoughts, when we watch things, when we experience things, when we go to things, when we try to make this idea of a better thing than God and then it sits inside of us and it has an effect. I mean, cause and effect, right? And I was really looking over some verses and I came across Hebrews 3, 12 through 15. And I'm going to read it in the New King James. It says, beware, brethren, lest there be in any of you an evil heart of unbelief in departing from the living God. But exhort one another daily while it is called today. Lest any of you be hardened through the deceitfulness of sin. For we have become partakers of Christ if we hold the beginning of our confidence steadfast to the end, while it is said, Today, if you will hear his voice, do not harden your hearts as in the rebellion. I don't know how many times I've sat there on a thought or an action, and it was rebellion. It really was. It was it was not of God. And it definitely had his tone of like just ugliness. <laughs> I mean, I think we've both experienced that. 
Yeah. Those kind of things remind me of that big Costco container of M&Ms in there. <laughs> in the sense of. <laughs> so. Sorry, y'all. No, I mean, okay. T- this this whole uh, season is actually going to be a time capsule of the containment period of yeah, COVID-19. I yeah. think that at first we were like, let's not bring it up. But I think it's going <laughs> to actually be hard not to because of everything that God kind of speaks to us during this time. But anyway, stocked up on food. I was like, I need some chocolate. Shay lovingly orders a big old Costco thing of M&Ms. And uh, I sit there and I'm like, I'm going to have a handful. I'm going to ration these out and last until who who knows how long we're going to be here. And then I take another handful and another handful. And fourth day we had them. They were half gone. And that's how I feel when I have rebellious thoughts. Like there's that flesh part of me. It feels good to hold it. Now, it also is terrible because if you eat too many of those, stomach ache. If you eat too many of those, your sugar goes through the roof. You know, it's not good for you, but they feel good in the moment you keep eating them and you can't seem to stop. You want to just keep holding it. It takes a lot to like close it up and put it away. And the biggest thing is, you know, close up, get rid of it when it's something sinful and rebellious. But But that's what it makes me think of because there's that part of me that doesn't want to let it go. It feels good. It feels Mm. like there's some kind of perverse justice being served just by me. (laughs) Like I'm punishing whatever's going on by thinking badly about it when I could just let it go. Can I get a witness? I'm raising my hand. (laughs) The other night she's sitting at the table and she's like, I feel off. I don't feel good. I'm like, wow, I don't know. And I'm like, do you have coronavirus? I'm like, are you okay? And she's like. And I go, how many M&Ms did you eat today? She goes, a lot. <laughs> and so basically, I think she's coming hey, down off of her real. sugar high. I admitted, I said, don't worry, it's just I ate too many M&Ms. Yeah. And you're like, are you sure? But I was the one self-aware enough to know it was my <laughs> fault. And then guess what? I had already ordered her more. And so today they show up and her hand's still in the cookie jar. My Anyways. Plan <laughs> I divulged after the restock order. But I like <laughs> but I like that though. I like I like the the analogy. I like the idea of of like what is consuming you outside of your faith. There are so many things, distractions, I like to call them. And there's so many sins. And I mean, you know, Galatians goes through, you know, Galatians five goes through a lot. I mean, it's like uh, adultery, fornication and contentions and jealousies and outbursts of wrath and selfish ambitions. See, I like the last one because, I mean, honestly, I came to Christ and like, okay, sorcery, definitely not me. Hatred, not really. I'm very I'm kind of a loving guy in that sense. You know, I kind of forget things. Uh, Contentions, jealousies. Outbursts of wrath, if you want to say outbursts of anger, yeah, it happens occasionally, not so much as it used to before Christ. Um, selfish ambitions, definitely in that role. Dissensions, heresies, um, not so much the heresies, envy sometimes. I mean, these are ones that people are more in murder. Um, I, really, I'm not going to kill no one. I mean, that's just what it is. Um, drunkenness, sober six years. You know, so, <laughs> so that's just not going to happen. Um, but rivalries. Mm-hmm. But I really like that last <laughs> and the like, and it's like, oh man, that kind of just opens up everything that doesn't glorify God. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, I don't know. You go to that rated R movie. It's like, okay, yeah, you, you sit through it. But really over time, 
even that starts to weigh on you, you know, <laughs> it's like, wow. So that's what it is. And I know the verse goes on and says that, you know, if you, you know, I tell you beforehand, just as I told you in the time past that those who practice such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. But you know, in this, we have to understand too, that we're talking about habitual continuous sins. We're not talking the believer who slips, the believer who is in a struggle, who really wants to stop. It's just habitual sins are those things that you just like, this is you. This is what I want to be. And so we have to understand that that's what that means. And I'm not going to throw that blanket, but I know that Boyce says it, says it really nice. He says the tense of the verb present indicates a habitual, continuous and fleshly sins rather than an isolated lapse. And the point is that those who continually practice such sins give evidence of having never received God's spirit. I always like to explain it as a doctor who practices medicine and someone who has a first aid kit. Not saying doctors are sinners. That's not the analogy. (laughs) I'm saying that the title of doctor goes to someone who's practicing professionally medicine. The person who just, I mean, when there's a cut, they use a Band-Aid. You know, they use Neosporin or something like that. They're not a practitioner of medicine, right? but they encounter it and use it. And so with the, when they're saying that thieves and liars won't inherit, we have lost those titles. Although we still sometimes do those things, those aren't our titles. We're children of God. That's our new title. Right. So we're not a professional that practices actively, knowingly, right. and desiringly those things. Right, right. That's a that's a good definition. I like that. And, and it just takes us back. But what's in our pantry? So we're, we're back to that same question. And I know something that we've fought for a long time, Netflix. I'll just, let me throw it out there. Yeah. Hey, if you, if you have Netflix, look, I'm not here to judge. I'm just going to give you my experience and you, and then you can weigh it, you know, against, against Netflix. And I mean, and here's a reality. We would sit there and accept things. And I would sit there and say, oh, man, language. Oh, well, you know, whatever, language. And then I'd be like, oh, violence or, or whatever else. And you kind of just check those off. It's kind of like, uh, what okay. What can you expect? Right, what do you expect? It's the world. And I need something to just sit and veg on. So whatever. And then it's kind of funny, though. As, as those times come on, it's like your wife walks in or your mother-in-law <laughs> walks in and it's like, the F bomb or this bomb. And it's like, your heart starts to seize up, but you still watch it. It's amazing. You're like, well, I'll just turn the volume down. Right. This was my life. Yeah. And, 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 and and it was like, not all the time, not consuming, not everything, but just every once while I sit down and it's like, I just want to sit in the front of a TV. If you guys knew my life, it's like constant go, 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 go. And I was like, well, it's just Netflix. I have it. Turn it on. But watch this. When agendas that I didn't like started to be pushed, now it became an issue. See, but it should have been an issue back then. I should have already been cleaning out my pantry because all I was doing was numbing myself to truth. And so what what, what do we end up doing? I finally cancel it. And and look, y'all, I did. I finally downloaded Pure Flix. And I'm going to be honest. I was apprehensive about Pure Flix. It's been on my mind for a long time. And I was like, I wonder what the acting is going to be like. I wonder if they're even going to have any shows. Because I'm like army dude. And I like, you know, my battles, my wars. Right. And still, look, y'all, I haven't watched it. We just downloaded it. And I'm not even sure if that's there. But I'm like, I'm done with Netflix. And so we move forward. But see, in our pantry, what are this is what I'm dialing in. 
those, those, those things that we hold on to, those things that we keep in there, those things that give Satan an opportunity to come and use something against you. He loves to use the things that we haven't fixed. He loves to use the things. Of course, God's fixed everything. Let's, let's just, I like throwing that out there too. On the cross, he died for my sins. The blood covers me. I am a new man, a new creation. It is no longer I, but him who lives in me. But see, here's this Holy Spirit <laughs> that's sitting there going, brother, every time you, you turn to this, you turn me off. I'm not kicking him out. He can't be kicked out. He's always there, but I'm turning him off. I'm going away from him. He's sitting there. Come, come back, come back. That's, that's not going to do you any good. You need to clean that out of that pantry. You need to clean that out of your heart. The heart is deceitful. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's deceitful. It's a deceitful, uh, bigger than most things. In fact, it drives you. And when you allow these things to be inside of you, you're finished. And I, and I say that very confidently. Oh, yeah. That you're finished. Yeah, I was. So this will be its own episode. But the whole reason I came to Christ is because I started looking at the things I was watching and listening to the things I was singing in the car. And I was getting confused more than convicted. Right. Because I didn't have the Holy Spirit at that point. But I was getting confused because I was like, what do these lyrics even mean that I'm singing with such passion? things just seem to be getting darker and darker and darker. And so I started looking like Googling the lyrics and rather than just looking at them to memorize them so I could recite them without thinking, I started actually reading them and thinking critically about what they were saying. And so for the last six years, that's led me down both rabbit holes and revelations, right? (laughs) Where, where you can get really caught up in, you know, what they mean by this, what it could mean, whatever. But more than anything, it's just those were not words of life whatsoever. Right. And at first I was like, well, I'll listen to it some. I remember when I first came to Christ, I happened to have a 10th Avenue North CD I got from the thrift store that I didn't even know they were a Christian band. And then I got saved and I was like, wait, those lyrics, they're resonating different. And I started listening to them and realized, right. So I started listening to that instead of the radio, but I had the top 40 station and Anytime a song I felt too convicted about came on, I would switch to Christian radio. And then right. if there was a Christian song, I was like, that's not my style. I would flip back to top 40. That's kind of what happened with Netflix for me. And then when it started pushing the wrong agendas, when I saw kids being, when I started looking at it and being like, these kids are being hypersexualized way too young, you know, in too many shows. Why am I supporting this? And I just started getting turned off. For all these different reasons that, you know, at the beginning, it wasn't like ripping off a Band-Aid. It was just this slow working with God. As my relationship with him built, those kind of things, I lost interest or I would get annoyed when I would see them or I would get kind of turned off. And uh, I think that that's really beautiful in a way that, you know, he doesn't always just snatch things instantly because he knows you will still want them until you realize on your own that they don't have life in them and that he can offer something better. We have to really watch what we put in. Um, we have to discern what, what we put in. That's why we were given the Holy Spirit to test everything against the word. Um, when we're not testing it against the word, we're going to put things into our, in our, into our heart, into our, our thing. But, you know, I love the fact that, you know, I can call out and say, hey, clean me, oh Lord. I like the idea that, you know what, when I recognize it, like you're talking about, 
you know, it's not like I have to be disgusted in myself or I don't have to be beating myself up. Right. But I can sit in front of my father, sit at his throne, sit at his feet and just say, look, cleanse my heart. Oh, Lord, my best way to change is to just be available, to lay it out there. Be honest. Don't have the black box inside that you pack something away and that you hold it, that you hold. But undo that box, open that box. Sometimes it hurts. Sometimes you open that box and you hate what you see. You hate who you are. You hate that thought that you have. But you know what? That's part of cleaning the pantry. That's part of cleaning the heart. Or you love it so much. You could. Absolutely. you just, you know, you still don't want to give it up. Right. Go either way. Right. Sometimes the thing that's in the box is the thing you're the most ashamed of. And sometimes it's the thing you know is but wrong it still to makes love. You ashamed, so. and, right, yeah. exactly. And so you just don't want to hear conviction about that. You're like, please, not this. This is that one thing. Yeah, you know, that thing that you love <laughs> ends up being that thing that you hate. Right. Once you see it for what it is. Right. Once right. you see it for what it is. It is a really good point because sometimes <laughs> you don't even see it. Why I didn't come and surrender to Christ for so many years? I didn't want to give up the party. I mean, that was, I mean, and I knew, I knew that if I was to sit in the position that God intended me to be sitting in, all of that had to go. And I loved it too much. Yeah. But you know, at the same time, I could also see it deteriorating. It's amazing how something that you think you love in the world deteriorates you so bad. But what's really cool is there's this beautiful transition though. God definitely gives us a way out. God definitely gives us a way to be healed. He gives us a way to be lifted up out of the, out of the, out of the, out of the miry clay. There we go. Thanks. We can keep that in there. (laughs) I love how she finishes it for me. I love it. It's really cool. It's really cool that he's there. I like first John one nine. It's like, if we confess our sins, I know that sometimes we sit there and go, Oh, you know, But no, I think sometimes that word confession is just a recognition. It's kind of like what I was saying before, when we bring it to his throne, it's like, here, Lord, here is what it is. And you know what? This is what's cool. And he says it. This is his words. These aren't my words. I can sit here all day and just talk, but he is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and to cleanse us from all righteousness. See, he's like, dude, get, get past the, the, the point of like, I'm not good enough. Get past the point of I'm just hopeless or get past the point of it's never going to be better. And just trust in me because he's going to cleanse that. He's going to take that away. We take way too much on, Oh yeah, you know, like I'm sitting here talking about cleaning out your pantry and, and I know that immediately the thought of a lot of people's heads, including mine. Okay. What do I need to do? Take it out. No, recognize it. That's it. I've got this thing called the three R's. It's recognize, repent, recover, because I I really like the idea that you find it, you see it, you say, okay, Lord, here it is. The, you know, the confession, right? Hey, I don't like this, but here's, what's really cool is he, at that point, you're like here, lay it in his hands and then you recover. If you get caught looking back, you're in trouble. If you get caught sticking back there, you're in trouble, but we move forward. Right. And he's cool. Cause he's already told us too in first Corinthians 10, 13, no temptation has overtaken you. That is not common to man. That is cool. Like this ain't new. 
this ain't new sauce to him. This ain't like I'm throwing him some some ball like that he's never seen before. He's like, oh, that's that uh, curveball that's coming at 88.3 miles per hour. I mean, he's that specific. You know, it's <laughs> like our guns read it. It's like 88, 87. But what about all those extra little digits? He knows in there? exactly how much it's going to affect right, you based right. on your exact makeup. It makes me think of everything from Exodus to Joshua, where the Israelites are out there and they're they're being told what they need to conquer and when they need to conquer it and how over and over, if they go in and they don't completely annihilate everything God says to annihilate, you hear about the after effects and either it's that they were having to live side by side or the people that they were supposed to utterly destroy were now in charge of them or they started intermarrying with them. But regardless, if you think about that as you, as your pantry, And these are the things he wants you to completely annihilate and you don't, you might take some of it, but not all of it. It's a great warning of what happens. Sometimes you enslave it, but it's still there. It's still not what God wants, but you're using it for what you think is a good thing, or it's still in charge of you, or you get to a point where you think it's actually a blessing when it's not. Right. And that all gets wrapped up in a bow with this one verse in Joshua 6, where it says, do not take any of the things set apart for destruction or you yourselves will be completely destroyed and you will bring trouble on the camp of Israel. Now we have God's grace. We have the Holy Spirit. So completely destroyed. No, this verse is talking about the physical and the then and the there. And we're looking from a spiritual eternal perspective, but there's a lot of the destruction that can happen when you don't completely allow him to scoop it out and trust, like you said, that what he wants you to take out, he knows how much it's going to affect you. That's true. That's true. It's kind of cool. Like even in that second part of the first Corinthians, Hey, God is faithful and he will never let you be tempted beyond your ability. You know, it's like, as we have that faith in him, he starts to make the temptations less. The more submitted we are, the more in faith we are. These things no longer grab me, the hooks, like they used to grab me. And I love that, like, that carries over into the last part of Galatians 5, you know, and it's the fruits. You know, when you can sit in situations, when you're forming your pantry, you know, when you're allowing your heart to be healed, that's really big. I mean, I don't think we always think of it that way. But if our heart is wicked and deceitful, it's like it needs healing. It needs a restructuring. It needs to go, you know, into a good color, right? A beautiful color, his color. And, you know, that's that blood. That's that blood. His color is that blood that covers us. And then we get those ideas of having peace, the joy, the love, you know, the kindness. Look, we can, we can be in long suffering. We can sit in a house during COVID-19 and just be in a spirit of health, health, a healthy spirit, because man, it's so easy to get caught up in the, the hoopla. I'm going to use that as an older hoopla, <laughs> but the hoopla, the, the frenzy, especially when a lot of people can't work. Right. You know, we, we've almost had that today. You know, her mom lives with us and we thought we, she was coming home to her last day for who knows how long. And then all of a sudden she works for a construction company. So, Hey, look, they got it in, you know, it's kind of something that's necessity and, um, what a blessing, you know, on that. But you know what, at the end of the day, you know, we got a young daughter and sometimes that's my, my thorn 
because man, if it's me or you, I'm like, well, we got it, man. We'll take care of it. You throw a child into it, you're like, oh man, but that's another story for another day. <laughs> but you know what? I give it to God that at the end of the day, what do I do? I take that feeling. I take that thought. I take that, that idea and I just give it to God. And I say, you know what? There's nothing I can do today when she fell and busted her tooth, stuck halfway up into her head, give it to God. And you know what? It worked itself out. So when we look at our pantry, guys, just, you know what? Be open, be honest with God. And sometimes be open and honest with yourself. Run it through the strainer because, you know, there's things that we don't even see. So read the word. If you, if you think it might be or might not be, pray to God, give it to God. Say, hey, God, is this or isn't this? And you know what? He will guide your path. He will light your path. He will take you where you need to go. But you just got to trust and submit and have faith that he's going to cover you. Amen. 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 Awesome. We'd love to join you in prayer about something you might have started thinking about because of today's episode. So if you have any comments, questions, or prayer requests, visit us at thepantrypodcast.com or on Facebook at The Pantry Podcast and let us know. Till next time.